How good is this Dallas Stars new top line? We preview the Detroit Red Wings. And what grade would you give the Dallas Stars on their off-season acquisitions? That's all coming up next on Locked on Stars. Your Locked on Stars, your daily podcast on the Dallas Stars. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Howdy, Stars fans, and welcome back to another episode of Locked on Stars, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every single day. It's a pleasure to be with you. I'm Joey Erickson, former producer of 105 Through the Fan and play-by-play voice of the Chippewa Steel. Please be sure to subscribe. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube. And as always, thank you so much for making us a part of your day and making us your first listen. So we've just had a taste of this new trio for the Dallas Stars, but how good are they? There's a few numbers that I have to throw out to you, and you can be the judge about where they rank amongst the best in the NHL this season. The Dallas Stars wrap up their four-game road trip tonight in Detroit, looking for another win against the Red Wings in a valuable two points. And then, what grade, a letter grade, would you give the Dallas Stars for their off-season additions? It may be very clear for some Maybe others have a different idea about where you believe the Stars should have added some depth, so to speak. So I would love to hear your feedback and comments on the Dallas Stars offseason. Now that we have some time to digest what they have done and we kind of get some results from those additions. I hope you're having a wonderful Tuesday. So much to get into and plenty to talk about today. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On for $20 off your first purchase. So I had this thought bubble yesterday. How good is this new top line of Rope Hints, Jason Robertson, and Wyatt Johnston? Because of course the eye test, oh, it's popping. It's popping off the screen. They look phenomenal. And it looks like it's going to take over from that line that's been carrying the stars for seasons now of Hintz, Pavelski, and Robertson. You flip-flop Johnston in there. He's playing wing now. And boom, they are creative. They have scored some highlight reel tallies. And man, they're fun to watch. So there's some numbers, and you have to take these with a grain of salt. Of course, they have not played a ton of hockey together, but... I think it gives you a glimpse and a little sample, a taste, if you will, of what's to come for this line, which could be around forever. They could be around forever because those three are pretty much a part of your core. So they've only played 45 minutes together, but their expected goal percentage is 84.1%. That's a total of four games. That's the best so far in the NHL. Maybe not something you want to take home and write home about, but expected goals per 60 minutes, 4.87, and that's in the top five. Expected goals against per 60 is 0.92, which is also top five. And yes, the other trios that are up there only average about 45 to 58 minutes. The one trio that is up there ranked that's played over 200 minutes this season is Connor McDavid, Nugent Hopkins, and Hyman. I wonder why, because McDavid makes everything work. But I think that's a really good glimpse of what's going on 
for Robertson, Hintz, and Johnston just in the four games that they played together. 4.87 expected goals per 60 minutes, and then their expected goals against is also top five, which is no surprise because most of the time they're playing in the offensive zone. So their defensive numbers are going to be very, very good. And then when you take a look at other Dallas Stars lines like Marchment, Sagan, and Duchesne, their expected goals per 60 minutes is 2.94. They've played in over 430 minutes of time on ice together this season. And by my money, you would probably believe that this line would have a higher expected goals per 60 minutes. And maybe that's a bit too far-fetched, but that's how talented this line is. And I think you can pretty much project that. The Robertson-Pavelski-Hints line came in at expected goals per 60 minutes at 2.6. So... Of course, that's projecting a bit, but I think you have to feel really good about where that line is at just over 4.5 expected goals per 60. Yeah, it's probably going to come down a bit because they've only played 40 minutes together, but I think you can kind of get an idea about how good they are. These are some numbers that I really loved and I think holds a a bit more weight is shot attempts per 60 minutes and shot attempts for and against. So in the four games they've played together, they've already generated 73 shot attempts. Robo leads the team and shots on goal this season. He's usually amongst the NHL best too. So he's going to, of course, help those numbers, but shot attempts against is just 34 shot attempts for per 60 minutes, 96 And that's in the top five of the NHL. So I really like that. I think hold some weight that they're generating chances. And of course, their Corsi percentage is really, really good over the last few games. It's, it's been the best on the team, uh, hovering around 60%. So they're controlling possession. They have the puck on their stick and they're making plays. And I don't have to tell you that you can see it against New Jersey, even the other night against the Islanders. They're making things happen constantly. And their ability to score off the rush is what makes that so intriguing because, yes, they can kind of play the cycle game and they can get interior, but off the rush with those three, because Johnston is such a great facilitator along with Rope, but Rope is still the driver of the line where he's carrying in with speed or he's cutting to the net. It opens up so many more holes for Robertson to get going. It's partially why he's having such a good month. Just in the month, Robertson has 12 points alone. All of that hasn't been just with Hints and Johnston, but you also see an uptick in offense from Johnston this month, putting him on the wing. He's got seven points in 11 games this month. Rope Hints has five goals, four assists. The number that I really love about Wyatt Johnston and what makes this line so deadly and hopefully moving forward they stay together is even strength goals. Wyatt Johnston has four. That's tied for second on the team with Robertson. This team has to be able to score at even strength because their power play, which is just outside the top 10, has not been as consistent and as dialed in as it was last year when they were top five in power play percentage. It just hasn't quite 
had that punch this season. Maybe with Miro coming back, more reps, they kind of get that going, but it just hasn't been as consistent as you would have liked. Even strength can carry some weight. Sagan's been having such a phenomenal year at even strength. He leads the team in goals this season. He actually leads them in the month with six. But Wyatt Johnson, four even strength goals. Unlocking him as a productive player after that 20-game slump is huge. But this new top line, I think, has a chance to be one of the best in the NHL. And you're talking about three guys that are in their primes in their primes of their career. And you could even argue maybe Robertson is just on the cusp of it. Johnston's probably, what, one to two years away? Rope's kind of right in the middle of it. Robo, you probably would think another year than he's kind of right there. He's still on in the infancy of it. And Johnston, for sure, is about a year to two away. I mean, he was a, just a rookie last year, which is kind of mind-boggling to think about. He's only 20 years old. He's still got about two more years before he's right in the cusp uh, of his prime. Man, this is a line to watch out for moving forward. And I hope Pete DeBoer sticks to it. He's obviously had the itch and to scratch, to change up the trios, because it was something we did not see last year, like whatsoever. Every once in a while he would, but I, I, I mean, maybe twice to three times he did it a season ago and this year it's been a bit more shuffling and he's not been afraid to scramble it up and make some decisions, which I backed him on. Uh, I, I think it's a great idea. Don't be satisfied. Make some things happen. The Ben Johnston and Dodonov line was not working anymore. They needed to shuffle some things up, moving Dodonov to that fourth line, I think adds a nice speed element and some skill and look, Every button he's pushed has worked. They've been a very, very productive offensive team. We have more concerns about the defense. And I feel like I've already had my, you know, two cents on that because we spent a whole month on it. Uh, like, what else do you want us to talk about? I, I'd rather be positive and, <laughs> and and show some love to the offense. Don't worry. The defense will get their, two uh, their due time. Uh, I'm I'm sure we'll have plenty to be upset about uh, moving forward in the final 30 what games they have left in the season. But yes, this new top line for the stars is one of the best right now. And I think moving forward about a month from now to two months will be the best trio in the national hockey league. I really do. It's so, so good. And from what I'm seeing, I love it. They just make plays. They're creative. Most of the time, they're playing in the offensive zone. They forecheck well, even with not having overly physical guys. Robertson, not a physical presence, so to speak, but he's really big. He's really big, and he uses his body well. Johnson is so good in the corners, and they just manipulate the puck in such tight areas. God, they're so fun to watch going tic-tac-toe with each other, and they can score some high, light, real goals. They have played such an entertaining brand of hockey, and that line really embodies it. So they've struck gold with this new trio. We'll see how long it lasts, hopefully for the rest of the year, because who knows what kind of damage they can do against opponents if they keep those three together. So, so fun. And they'll try to take down the Detroit Red Wings tonight. Stars finishing off a four-game road trip. A chance to take 
five out of the possible eight points, which I would declare as a good road trip. And they got two more before the all-star game break, the all-star break that is quickly approaching here at the end of the month. Let's go ahead and preview the Red Wings, the caneless Red Wings in just a moment. Today's episode of Locked on Stars is brought to you by Game Time. Game Time is the only ticketing app that gives you complete peace of mind when you purchase. You can see the view from your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. All in prices show your total up front so you know you're getting a great deal before you check out. And you can also buy tickets in seconds with two taps. They're obsessed with finding ways to help you save money on tickets you have the nfc and afc championship games if you don't happen to live in dallas because you'll never see a championship game i kid but it feels like that's the real real uh, reality we have to live in (laughs) but if you live somewhere else that is hosting one of those championship games go to game time you want to go to a basketball game you got concerts theater whatever you're you're looking to go to use game time and you can get $20 off your first purchase when you use the code locked on game time is so great. As I mentioned, you can see your seat before you buy it. So you don't have to worry about any obstructions and you can take all the guesswork out of buying tickets. So right now, all game time users actually get a hundred dollars off a big game ticket with code Vegas one terms apply just download the game time app and use code vegas 100 v-e-g-a-s 100 for 100 off a big game ticket or if you're not going to the game you can just use code locked on for 20 dollars off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guarantee so the stars meet the detroit red wings once Uh, Again, in the month of January, the Stars beat them down pretty good. They put up six goals, which I believe they've put up six or more. What is it, five or six times this season? It may be even more than that. I I need to confirm that, but I think they've scored almost uh, six or more uh, eight times this season. I I want to say is the number, which is like tied for the most in the National Hockey League. Uh, They've been just so deadly offensively and they wrap up the season series as well. So they met on December. Sorry, it wasn't in January. They met in December. That was that long ago. I could have sworn that was like two weeks ago when the stars uh, played uh, the Red Wings, man, time has just been flying by. I never know what day it is half the time, even when I'm recording. So uh, apologize for that. Just a brain fart there. Anyways, stars in Detroit, Patrick Kane was not available last game when they took down the Tampa Bay Lightning 2-1. to one. We will know more later on today, but he's still listed with a lower body injury. He's been out for seven days now. We'll have to see an update on Craig Smith. Stars did not have a media availability yesterday or an update for media. Uh, so no word on Smith. No word on Jake Ottinger if he'll be good to go. He did come down with the flu yesterday. Uh, I know after last uh, Sunday's game, uh, I did the the episode, and uh, I saw after I had recorded that they put the update out that, yes, Otter did have the flu. So we'll see if he's ready to go. Seems like the flu bug is kind of going around the Stars' right now we'll get an update on smith because his was not 
uh, a sickness. He started the game and then he never came out for the second period and he was listed as questionable. So we'll have to wait and see what's going on with, with Craig Smith. Unfortunately, Smith may be out, but it does give an opportunity for Ty Delandria to jump in because it's been really hard for him to crack the lineup. Uh, it's just the stars have been kind of rocking with their lineup. And even in losses, DeBoer has kept Delandria as a healthy scratch. And I, I like Delandria. I would love to see him play. I wish he was an everyday player, but I understand that the stars want to try to find some consistency and maybe he's just the odd man out. Foxa provides a lot of value. Yes, he hasn't been the most offensive <laughs> uh, offensive specialist in his career. He's just not, but he wins a lot of face-offs. He's a good penalty killer, and he's good in his defensive zone. I think they're living with Smith, who kind of brings that edge and speed, kind of like a Delandria-type player. And now with Dodonov on that fourth line, then you get some really nice speed plus some skill. So maybe he's just the uh, the odd man out, and Sim Steele's been great. He has to play too. Uh, that's kind of the unfortunate aspect. I, I just think there's a lot of good players, especially Fords, a lot of guys to go around for DeBoer, and you have to be playing really, really well to get in. I, I don't see any reason Sam Steele should come out of the lineup. I don't see any reason Smith should come out of the lineup, and I don't really see a whole lot of reason for uh Foxa to come uh out of the lineup either. So we'll, we'll we'll see how that all shakes out. But since the last time we've seen those Detroit Red Wings still playing very, very good. They're fourth in the Atlantic division, 53 points, 24, 17, and five this season in a wild card spot. Their offense really good. 162 goals this season. That's fourth in the National Hockey League. Defense is below average. They've allowed a hundred uh, in 51. So you can get to them. Their special teams has been okay. Pretty average in, in both aspects, 20% on the power play, uh, 80% uh, on the PK. They're led by their captain, Dylan Larkin, 41 points in 40 games to bring it is so good, especially with the help of Patrick Kane uh, that just got uh, added. Uh, but he, he, he's got 17 goals on the season. Patrick Kane's been insane too by the way in, in case you haven't heard since he's joined them 16 points in his first 19 games so his injury did did kind of hinder the the, the right wings so maybe you would think uh you know Detroit has been fine without them but uh he he added something <laughs> uh he definitely added something they have such great great veterans too Daniel Sprong who averages just under 13 minutes of ice time this season has 12 goals this year. Andrew Kopp, who played with Winnipeg for a while, 22 points this season. Perron is a, another guy that's just so, so respected and so good. Um, and they got some very talented guys on the back end with Lucas Raymond and, and Gostas Bear, who's having a, a bit of a, a resurgence this season too. Uh, they're a real solid team. Their net mining hasn't been spectacular uh, from guys other than Alex Lyon. <laughs> uh, he's He's been good. 924 save percentage, 
2.47 goals against average. They're one of those teams that's been kind of rolling like a three goalie system uh, and just kind of riding the hot hand because Husso and Reimer have not been great. Uh, but uh, Alex Lyon has been really, really good in 17 starts this season. He was the netminder, if you remember, too, actually started the playoffs for the Florida Panthers last year before he was pulled for Bobrovsky. And we all know how that ended up in that glorious run to the cup finals. So yeah, that's where we stand with the Detroit Red Wings about uh, a month removed from that first uh, meeting. Seven, two and one in their last 10. Larkin has seven points in his last Five. So always look out for number 71. It'll be a fun little matchup. The uh, Stevie Eiserman plan uh, is in full, full swing. They are in full swing. Stevie Y has uh, got the Detroit Red Wings back on top. I love these games too. Always reminds me of the old Central Divisional uh, Division battles back in the day. I miss when they were in the West. So fun to watch the Red Wings and, and Stars play. Uh, just always, always big games, it, it feels like. And of course, the Red Wings were a juggernaut for like 30 years. And now they're trying to return to that. They're not there yet, but they're trying to return to that. So it should be a good one tonight. Stars wrapping up their four-game road trip. Looking for five out of the eight points possible. Then they have Washington and Anaheim to wrap up before the all-star break. Okay. What grade, give me a letter grade, would you give the Dallas Stars for their off-season acquisitions? Let me know in the comments below. I'll give you mine in just a moment. Today's episode of Locked On Stars is brought to you by Sleeper. We're past the halfway point in the season, Stars fans. There's been plenty of highs and lows, but regardless of where the Stars are in the current standings, their third place in the Central Division. Seems like they're going to be there for a while, unfortunately. I want to remind you, though, that you could win big by playing daily fantasy hockey on Sleeper, the official daily fantasy app of the Locked On NHL Network. Sleeper is our number one choice for daily fantasy sports and especially daily fantasy hockey because with Sleeper, you can win a hundred times your cash in daily fantasy hockey contests. You can pick the studs of the National Hockey League like the McDavid's, like the Crosby's, the McKinnon's, and you just have to record more or less on Sleeper projections for things like goals, assists, saves even, plus minus in a given game, and you could win a hundred times your bet on Sleeper all you have to do is correctly predict the outcome of eight of those stats, and you could win 100 times your money playing daily fantasy hockey with Sleeper. You heard me right, Stars fans, 100 times your money. So start paying attention, nail those picks, and you can start winning big. Use promo code LOCKEDONNHL, and you'll get up to $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's code LOCKEDONNHL. See Sleeper's terms of use for details and with location availability. Hey, Stars fans, the Dallas Stars taking on the Red Wings tonight. Dylan Larkin versus Jason Robertson, the two hottest Stars and Red Wing, respectively. <laughs> you can take them on, uh, or you can actually take them in with the hometown broadcast on Sirius XM 
on the SXM map. Go ahead and search stars. Also, be sure to check out Locked On Sports today, the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel covering all the top stories with the Locked On national shows. Great stuff over there. Be sure to subscribe to Locked On Stars. Hit that notification bell. Never miss an episode of Locked On Stars. You can follow me on the Twitter thing, the X at JoeyTheJet19 as well. I put plenty of stuff on there too. I never stop. I should get off Twitter a lot more than I probably on it, but I love it, okay? I really do enjoy it. Anyways, what grade would you give the Dallas Stars on their off-season acquisitions? I'm curious to see how some people feel due to the fact that they've pretty much hit on all of them, right? It's really, really clear. They've hit some home runs. Matt Duchesne is the best value in the National Hockey League. I haven't said that in a while, so it feels good to return to that. He is the best value in the National Hockey League. Matt Duchesne has had such an incredible season for the Dallas Stars. So I would say that is a home run. I've also really, really liked the Craig Smith pickup. I'll have to be honest, at the beginning of the free agency period a season ago, I saw Smith, I just kind of was like, okay, yeah, they, they needed the depth piece. They did lose Glenn Denning. They did lose TV Ronta. So yeah, they needed a depth piece. Craig Smith's a good player, veteran guy, not upset about it. He's been everything and then some this season. I really, really love his game. I, I, I thought he's been so, so good. And uh, he's added such a great depth piece for the Stars' fourth line. Uh, he's pretty much Glenn Denning, kind of in a nutshell, but he's quicker, and uh, he he's provided a, a bit more offense than Glenn Denning did, which uh, is is huge. Uh, I, I mean, eight points, it's nothing crazy to, to think about, but for a guy that's just playing 10 minutes, he plays hard minutes, he probably should have close to 10 goals this year. I feel like he's hit a ton of pipes, uh, and he's had better chances but I, I think that's been a really good pick. And Sam Steele has been just great. I mean, since December came, the holiday season, Sam Steele has been one of the more consistent players in the lineup. He has been so, so good. I said it before the season. I think he's going to become a fan favorite because he just plays that fourth-line role. And now he's played so well, he's been elevated, which is great to see. 14 points in 41 games. Uh I, I you have to be thrilled uh, if if you're a Stars fan for uh, someone that's playing 13 minutes a night and and he was a first round pick for, from years ago uh, but but you have to remember that so th- there's a reason he he was a, a first round pick um, and uh, he had 28 points uh, a season ago which was a, a, a career high uh, looks like he's going to to get near that uh, maybe smash that with the the opportunities he is getting playing now with Ben and Pavelski uh, have loved his game um, all in route. I, I, I get to, I would give them an A. I, I don't know how you, you, you don't really give them an A unless you have some reservations because they didn't add any pieces to uh, the defense. And look, I, I completely agree. And, and I hear you, but for the moves that they made uh, and the ones that they hit on, uh, I, I mean, it's an A, it's more like an A++, which has uh, been phenomenal, uh, especially they went out and they needed to add some pieces on their, you know, bottom six and they went and got them. And I think they've hit home runs 
uh, on good deals too. Uh, I mean, Matthew Shane with 41 points in 45 games has been everything and, and then some. So would love to hear your thoughts. Yeah, they 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 needed to to get some help on the blue line, but I can understand their thought process too about well, we got Lundqvist who got a year under his belt. Maybe he learned he's going to improve. Harley, of course. I believed was going to be playing this good, but they were like, okay, yeah, he he's an everyday NHL guy. Now they were hoping maybe some more of their defensive solutions internally were going to pan out. And that just didn't really happen. And well, you're going to have to lay uh, in the bed that you made. Right. So they, they have some decisions to make. And uh, look, we were on the stance that uh, they must, they must make a move to improve this defense, this decor needs help. Even when Miro Haskinen returns, they need help. It hasn't been that great. Even when he's in the lineup. So plenty, plenty of decisions, but I would give the Dallas stars an a for their off season grade. So let me know your off season grade for the stars additions. And uh, yeah, so that go ahead. That goes ahead. If that's how I want to word this and segue into which wraps up today's episode of Locked on Stars. As always, thank you so much for making us a part of your day. I hope you have a wonderful Tuesday. Enjoy Dallas Stars hockey tonight. I'll be back. We'll have a reaction. We'll break it down tomorrow. Hopefully a Stars win, and we got two games remaining before a very nice break. A nice break. And an All-Star game, which should be fun to watch. Jake Ottinger headed to the All-Star Game in Toronto for the Dallas Stars. Hopefully, Otter's good to go. Keep an eye out for any of the information. I'll be sure. Follow us on Locked on Stars, too. Be sure to do that because I retweet a lot of the updates that are happening in the Dallas Stars world. So if you want to get some quick reactions on news from the Stars, like maybe Otter's ready to go. We'll see what's going on with Craig Smith and all that good stuff. Enjoy the rest of your day. We will see you tomorrow. So long, Stars fans.